Welcome inside the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. I'm Trevor Sikama. With me is Benjamin Solak. And Ben, for the first time in 2019. Yeah, that's right. I try to think if January they had a new one, but they didn't. We get <laughs> the college football playoff Don't ranking. Like a post postseason one? They do like, uh, you know. Do they? Do they do the postseason one? It's probably not for the playoffs, though. It's probably just for like. That's, or just like AP do it. I know AP does a postseason one after the national right, championship yeah. is crowned. But regardless, for this season, all right, there, I cleared it up. We all knew what you meant, but we decided to parse it anyway. We are talking about the initial college football playoff rankings. Um, ben, I'm just going to I'm gonna open it up to you. Obviously, Ohio State came in at number one, LSU number two, Alabama number three, Penn State four, Clemson number five, and then uh, we can get into some, some of the other rankings after that. But Ben, what jumps out to you right away when you saw these rankings? Yeah, so the the first thing is that I I'm I'm very pleased with where Clemson is because I think it's objectively fine to say hey you've won all of your games these other teams have won all of their games but the games you've won haven't been as hard as the games they've won and so you're going to be lower than them now but all like if you're Clemson two is about to play three and in two weeks one plays four so just keep winning football games right there's not going to be four undefeated teams on top of you anymore even if baylor stays undefeated then there's a max three and baylor's currently ranked below oklahoma right now in the big 12 so it's not even that much of a threat to to begin with um so i like i'm very glad they put clemson where they did that being said I'm okay so with clemson where they are but right four i just don't, three I don't understand I the logic State, of these rankings what's that i just don't understand the overall logic if, if they would have put LSU at number one, I think everything would have made a lot of sense. And I'm right. That was going to be my main thing in terms of like the top four, top five, top six. LSU's LSU, got to be number one, man. Right. LSU behind Ohio State is very perplexing to me in that LSU blinked, beat your 10 and 11 ranked teams, respectively. And Ohio State and, beat uh, and 13 they, and Wisconsin. And they also beat Texas. Like, I understand that Texas isn't in the top 25, but that game for Texas at the beginning of the year. At the time, clearly, Texas was like nine or something, yeah, or six, like, okay, something I, like that. I, I also get the argument where it's like, okay, well, those are preseason rankings, and nobody hates preseason rankings more than me, but Texas was still a damn good football team when they played LSU. You can't just look at this in a vacuum of like only who they are today. Texas was a damn good team when they played LSU, and LSU outdueled them in an incredible way. LSU has better wins than anyone in the country. Ohio State has the highest margin of victory. I get it. And Ohio State's really good. I think that Ohio State should be number two. I'm not super hating on Ohio State. But how in the world is this consistent at all with what you have said before as a committee that who you play matters the most? Go out and play bigger opponents. Strengthen your argument because LSU did exactly that. And they've got quite the gauntlet they have to run through this season. LSU has beaten better teams than Ohio State has. And they're scoring almost just as many points. Ohio State's just played worse teams and they've blown them out more. We just get enamored with these blowouts. And I don't understand 
how everything the committee has told us over the years does not put LSU at number one. Ohio State's I mean, a hell of a football team, but how right. are they? How are they above LSU right now? How? I think my main thing would be if you're expecting consistency from the college football playoff selection committee, stop. But that's what we're supposed to do. They're supposed to put they're supposed to put the teams most worthy of each spot where they go. Well, I guess not totally most worthy because we, you don't you don't want it to be totally analytical. You want the human element in there. But LSU passes the eye test with flying colors and they've half the harder opponents. I don't understand. I do not I understand agree. how LSU is number two. That doesn't make any sense to me. Not that not that even Ohio State couldn't beat LSU or couldn't beat Alabama or couldn't beat Penn State. They have the capability to beat all of these teams. But if we are talking right. about rankings and we're talking about the principle of how this thing is built and how you should shape your schedule for the future to be in consideration where you want to be, how is Clemson left off at five? which I'm okay with, and Ohio State is higher than LSU. That Those two things do not make sense in the same ranking. They don't. That's right, where I am so with these rankings. Mullins on, this is Stuart Mandel, Mullins on Ohio State over LSU. When you watch Ohio State, they have performed at a very consistent level, really good on both sides of the ball. Cites explosive playmakers on offense, and Chase Young is disruptive. Brother, explosive playmakers on offense. May I introduce you to Justin Jefferson? Jamar Chase, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Now, here's the here's here's the thing, which is like stupid, right? So this comes out: LSU is two, Ohio State is one. Well, Ohio State's playing Maryland this week. LSU is Alabama. I don't know if you heard the draft yeah, network's going right, to be there. We have right. talking about it, right? If LSU wins that game, there is no margin by which Ohio State that could beat Maryland that would retain their number one ranking. So okay, so Ohio State's number one. Well, if LSU beats Alabama, then screw it. They're not going to be one anymore. I, so that's the thing. And then if I LSU had been ranked, if LSU had been ranked one and lost to Bama, they would lose number one. So we're going to get a shakeup at number one and number two next week, regardless. I know, but I hate that. Like, I hate that argument. I hate when people say, "Well, it's going to work out anyways," because you look at the schedule and Ohio State plays Penn State, Clemson's going to run the table in the ACC, LSU eventually plays Alabama. So I can't stand the. Well, it'll all play out anyways because of this, this, this. No, no, no. I, I care about the principle of how this is set up. I can the, tell. I didn't the, know that you got so spicy Well, pre- well I mean, one, I absolutely love having these debates with the college football playoff. This is odd. Like, I love getting to right. talk about this. But the principle that the playoff committee sets in their first rankings is something that they are going to continuously go back to throughout the season. And I just hate how they set it up for this first one. I don't think it makes any sense. Because if you want Ohio State to be at number one, Clemson's got to be number four, right? Because Clemson has almost a 10-point... Clemson passes the eye test, right. Clemson has almost a 10-point more margin of victory than Penn State does. And that's with the okay, close games State's that they actually played. played some other football teams. Okay, but who has Ohio State played? Wisconsin? Because don't talk to me about Wisconsin versus Ohio State. That's like arguing that a Michigan game versus Ohio State matters. Ohio they played State Cincinnati. Is, Ohio State is perfectly set up 
to stomp what Wisconsin and Michigan are. Perfectly set up. And the committee's got to realize that. You've got to be able to take this into context. So, this is where I am with the top five. If you wanted to put Ohio State one, I don't fully agree with that, as you obviously know at this point. But Clemson's got to be four, if that's the logic you're going with. You can keep Clemson out of it. You can keep Clemson five, but LSU's got to be number one. Because if not, then this just doesn't make any sense. And this whole game control stat, do you you understand what this is? Have you heard of this, this game control thing? No. I don't know what any of these weird things are. So they... What they do for these rankings is they take in strength of schedule, obviously win percentage, uh, strength of record, and then there's this thing called game control. And they have a ranking with game control. And what I was told and everything that I looked up is game control is basically the subjective element that brings the human side of being able to manipulate some of these rankings as opposed to it just being a computer. So... What game control is, is taking a look at how the team plays their games, how in control they are of the game, how how often they might change leads or not change leads, how often they extend their leads. Basically, it is what it is, how much they control the game. That's fine to take into consideration, but how in the world would game control mean more than the the schedule that LSU has. That's where it just doesn't make sense to me. And that's why you obviously hear me getting fired up about something like this because mm-hmm. if this is the precedent that they're setting, that like this game control subjective, however they want to do it, means m- more than the schedule, that's where you lose me. I like the element within it, but I don't understand how they have this game control thing ranked because when I looked on Monday, like, Ohio State had the number one ranked game control. Okay, I don't I don't really know what goes into that. How are they ranked number one? I understand you go, oh, okay, Ohio State's good. They control football games. But what? where does the ranking come from? Are you just like throwing them up there and being like, oh, if Ohio State played Alabama, how would it look? Oh, if Ohio State played Clemson, how would it look? You're doing that for like every team? I don't... I don't really get it. I don't get the game control thing, and it worries me that it's having this much of an effect of who is one and two because it's not just about one and two because both of these college football playoff matchups happen on neutral fields. So it's not like it really matters anyways at number one or number two. What matters is taking this principle that they have now set down with this first ranking, and it's going to apply to who's four or five. And that means a lot for the final ranking. So, I'm just a little hesitant. I feel like I've talked most of this podcast, so I'm sorry if I went off the rails. So, here, I'll let you, uh, I'll let you <laughs> take some control of what we're talking about here. No, I appreciate your, I appreciate the sentiment. I appreciate the, the veracity with which you, you speak on it. I admire it. Thanks, brother. Um, I have, so here's, I have a, I have a question. So, okay, so firstly, we have a record five group of five teams in, in the building, which is fun. Uh, Cincinnati at 20 is the top ranked, and then it's Memphis at 21, Boise at 22, Navy at 24, which yeah. I'm actually like rather pleased they got Navy in there, uh, and then SMU at 25. Uh, battle for the New Year's Six Bowl is a fun one. Uh, and I think it's really good to see that 
good one-loss group of five programs are getting strongly represented. Like Cincinnati is a one-loss group of five program to just Ohio State, right? That's the one loss, the number mm-hmm. one ranked team. Minnesota, the no-loss team who's played no ranked opponents, right? They're only three spots above Cincinnati. I'm very happy that that's the way that that sucks itself out. Cincinnati also has obviously powerful win over UCLA, but that doesn't really count. It's not very exciting. Um, so that's an, a, a note that's fun to me. Uh, the six, seven, eight, and even nine are all one-loss teams, right? Georgia, Oregon, Utah, Oklahoma. Oklahoma really getting punished for that Kansas State loss. They're, they right? can't, like, they can't get in, can they? I mean, probably not. I unless mean, like, mathematically, unless, obviously, they can get right. in. But one of Ohio you State need, and Penn like, State's going to get in. One of right. LSU and Alabama is going to get in, and then whoever loses that, either them or Georgia might get in, and then Clemson's going to get in. And then clearly they think that whoever's going to win the Pac-12 between Oregon and Utah, as long as they don't have a slip-up, all of those teams, it's almost like the highest Oklahoma could finish is six. Okay, you say that, but also Oklahoma, as right now, has a, a potential game in Waco against, you know, 12th-ranked okay, current undefeated you're right. Baylor. You're right. That'll and be then because... The Big 12 is just best two teams in. They could face Baylor again as a one-loss program in the Big 12 championship game and win that one. But does that help them? I actually think it doesn't. I think it does. I think if you beat a previously undefeated team twice, if you're both of their losses, that doesn't do, that is like, oh, they beat a two-loss team. Well, yeah, but they were both of the losses. But, you know, but, I, don't, I think that you can, I, you can I parse that I, out. I I'll agree. That it holds weight, you but it need, doesn't hold the same amount of weight, right? If you right. beat Baylor I, I would, one I, time, that's one thing. But if you beat Baylor a second time, that that doesn't hold nearly as much weight. Sure, but I think it's still a quality win. Baylor's still going to be a ranked team at the time. Yeah. Quality, though. Either way, I, I agree that I think you need slip-ups. I just don't think yeah, Oklahoma's do. like that well-written out. Because definitely one of Oregon and Utah is not going to be in front of them. Georgia's probably going to become a two-loss team here. Uh, and they're going to uh, fade out of that as well. Um Florida beating Georgia would have been really helpful because Florida could have actually, I think, presented more of a push. But sorry to bring that up. Um, Thanks, brother. What, inter- what really interests me is it. this. So, again, 6, 7, and 1 Georgia, 7, uh, 8, and 1 Oregon. Again, Oregon with that only loss being to Auburn is a big freaking deal. They put them up under Georgia. Georgia with the loss to unranked South Carolina. Of course, Georgia also has the ranked win against uh, Florida, which you, know, you don't have for Oregon. Utah at 8, Oklahoma at 9, Wake Forest. One loss, Power 5, Wake Forest, at 19. Below 6-2 and two Iowa, below 6-2 and two Kansas State, below 6-2 and two Notre Dame, below 7-2 and two Michigan, below 6-2 and two Wisconsin. I thought Wake Forest got snubbed a little bit. And, like, Minnesota, also a zero-loss program at 17, and I get that. And it's not like Wake Forest's schedule has been out of this world. Of course, the loss to UNC, which was, like, right at the height of the UNC, Mac Brown, amazing hysteria, win back all these games and whatnot. Or, excuse me, they won that. They lost to, to Louisville. They lost to Louisville. They beat uh, UNC at, at that period of time. That but still, I think... Gross. Yeah, 62-59. to 59. Do you remember gross. this game? Gross. No, I don't. But, hey, Louisville's been a good program this year. All right? I thought I was surprised to see, like, Minnesota getting penalized... For the weekend schedule, I get, but I thought Wake Forest was going to be ranked potentially higher. Mm-hmm. The last thing that I want to bring up is this. Michigan lost to 13 Wisconsin by a ton. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Lost to 18 Iowa and beat 15 Notre Dame. Okay. Wait a minute. No, excuse me. Lost to five Penn. They lost to four Penn State, not Iowa. My bad. They lost to four Penn State. Cool. Kansas State beat number nine Oklahoma. Lost to eleven Baylor. Lost to twenty three Oklahoma State. They also do not have on their resume Kansas State. A near loss to Army and a handing of the game back to Illinois and a barely squeaking by Iowa. It's very hard for me on a resume perspective to put Michigan above Kansas State. Michigan's two spots of Kansas State, 14 to 16. Kansas State has the more impressive win, has closer losses against better competition, and also didn't drop one to an objectively bad Army football team. Army's not that good this year. Mm-hmm. Don't get it. Michigan just like like that. This is like a classic like where sneak Michigan in a fourteen. Like no one will. Well, just, like, you know, yeah, just, like, I was gonna say Michigan. Michigan at fourteen and Notre Dame at fifteen is literally just the committee going. I we don't know what to do with these teams, but they're both big names, so just stick them in the middle. Right. I think Kansas State has again has a stronger win on the resume and has uh, closer, more respectable losses, and also like has not played stupidly close games against much worse competition. So I found that to be annoying. But anyway, so these are my main takeaways. I'm happy about the group of five teams getting some run. I'm curious what's going to happen with those one-loss teams. I don't think Oklahoma's out of it. I think Oregon, a one-loss Oregon with only a loss from week one to Auburn, in which they were winning for 59 minutes of that game, is a very legit four-seed. After you have a you know a Penn State loss and you have a LSU loss and whatever, I think that Oregon's got a pretty good profile uh, to, to to fight with those guys, especially if they end up uh, winning a conference championship. Uh, I was surprised to see Wake Forest so low. Happy that uh, Clemson got dropped a little bit, and I think that Michigan above Kansas State is exclusively a name recognition thing. The end. Penn State's schedule is interesting. That's the this is the last team that we didn't really talk about. They're number four. They snuck in there at number four. They're undefeated. They play Minnesota at Minnesota this week. So the undefeated Minnesota team, that'll be a resume booster since Minnesota is currently 17, I think. Uh, They play Indiana at home after that, and then the week after that, they play Ohio State at Ohio State. The winner of that game will represent the Big Ten East going to the Big Ten title game. So, man, for as little as Penn State has really been talked about this year, they beat Minnesota this week, and we we start basically looking at that Penn State, Ohio State as this is the real Big Ten championship here. Whoever wins this game is basically going to lock in going to the playoffs because, well, depending on how they face against Minnesota, Minnesota's the top team in the Big Ten West. Right. Uh, Wisconsin's got two losses. They're two games back, and Iowa's two games back. So unless Minnesota really starts to tank here down the stretch, they might see Minnesota again which I think Penn State will be able to handle them, and Ohio State will certainly be able to handle them if they win. So watch out for Penn State, man. They can screw this up for a lot of people. They're the least talked about, I think, top 10 team right now, and their schedule is favorable for them to not only control their own destiny, but ruin some other destinies, including what Ohio State might be and what might happen with Clemson too. So, Or that second mm-hmm. SEC team, whoever it's going to be, like LSU, Alabama. Um, you know, because... If the committee's looking at Alabama right now, thinking they're number three, if they don't beat LSU this weekend, 
they will not get to represent in the SEC championship game, and then their only other big game is going to be Auburn, which is still a good team, but whoever wins between then Georgia or LSU in the SEC championship game, they're automatically in no matter what. And then is the yeah. other team that lost the SEC championship game going to get a bump over Bama because they made one it? One loss, Oregon. Slash one loss, Oklahoma. You know what I'm saying? One Alabama, loss, Oregon. This, loss this is to as, Auburn as crazy as it is. This week is a must win for Alabama to get into the playoff, I think. A crazy, a crazy reality, I guess, could pop up where some teams drop some and Alabama could still get in. But it's wild to think that Alabama might lose only one game this season, Ben. And it might be to the potential best team in the country. And they might not get to represent in the playoff because of it. Right. And that's the thing is like, you wish it could be like, all right, Oregon lost one game to Auburn. Alabama lost one game to LSU. Oregon got into their conference championship game. Oregon won it. But Alabama should still be in the playoff. And like, that would be fine. But I'm not sure it would be. It's the Ohio State thing from a couple years ago, you know? We'll see. Yeah. Very interesting. Live. You have talk a, about uh, every single ranking. When it comes out, were you going to say something? Did I cut you off there? I was just going to ask if you had a uh, a uh, snub because I have a snub. Oh, who's the snub? Uh, I'd have to have the list in front of me of, of like teams that almost made it. And I'm not sure off the top of my head who's the big snub. Um, for you? you got a uh, uh, you know, like I said, five group of five programs. I'm very happy that they're all there. San Diego State, one loss, Mountain West Conference team. They've beaten a good Wyoming team. They've beaten a good San Jose State team. Beaten a good UNLV team. They beat UCLA. Dropped one to Utah State. Dropped a 10-30 game to Utah. Utah State was one of Jordan Love's only good games. Starting quarterback Ryan Agnew had like three turnovers, which is an ugly performance. Um, they're another one-loss group of five program that I think, you know, you, you look at SMU, right? SMU has... For themselves, they've got one loss. It's an in-conference loss to another group of five program. Obviously, this is a good football team in Memphis. Uh, and then besides that, you know, I don't think that necessarily, like SMU's killed some other teams, right? But I don't necessarily think they've had, you know, they, they, have, they had, okay, they had their win over TCU. So they've got that. But then they, they played Houston tight. They played Tulsa tight. You know, like I think that San Diego State could have been in the conversation for, uh, for 25-24 uh, along with Navy and SMU and whatnot. So that's my snub. But, you know, this is just me wanting more recognition for West Coast teams. You're always going to want more recognition for West Coast teams. If we can depend on we anything. We bonded. It is that. And those late one. It is that. You're going to, you're the Pac-12 guy. But you've, that's the brand, man. You got to stick by the brand. And when you're the Pac-12 guy, you're low-key the Mountain West guy because it's actually the better football conference. <laughs> That was spicy. All right, tomorrow, we're talking to NFL. We're switching gears. We're talking about all the games coming up this weekend. Ben actually gained some ground on me this past weekend with the betting line. The comeback? So, until then, you guys keep it locked right here on Locked on NFL Draft.